the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Welcome to the SpotTrack.com podcast. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck from BuffaloSportsPage.com along with the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti, and we are going to talk NBA offseason. The, I still wore the Cavs hat even though they got swept. Um, and we'll talk about LeBron James in a moment. We'll put him aside for a second, hand injury and everything. By the way, you know, it, it just it was amazing to watch, but it just I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around the fact that the Warriors were so good, so much better than the Cavs, that that a final ma- a championship matchup could be so one sided in any professional sport. I just have a heart, a little bit of a heart. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the the Warriors were twice as good as the Cavs, and everybody and knew that going in. I know. Well, maybe yeah. that's what makes it a little weirder too. It just you just expect a championship to be much more competitive because you expect the two best teams in a thirty plus team league to be relatively close to each other. You know other. what's funny though? I'm not sure they belong there. I think if Chris Paul is healthy, Houston wins that series. They could have. That's even more interesting to say. I think that's getting left out of the conversation here is that, you know, it's not just two teams right now. I think Houston's a legitimate team. I'm hearing they're going to sign Chris Paul back to a maximum deal, and if that's the case... Why can't they do this again? Yeah. Well, right? or I guess I could also say to you that if J.R. Smith knew what the score was, it might have been a, mo- a lot different series as well, too. No, you're, I, yes, I agree. They needed to win game one yeah. um, because it would have extended the series and would have put uh, – it just it's about momentum. And then LeBron probably wouldn't have punched a blackboard. <laughs> you think? Right, and, and injured his hand. Right. Right? I mean, that happened. Which limited his effectiveness for sure. the following games. But we're going to talk about the Warriors, yes. right? I mean, here's a team that's won the championship three of the last four years. Unbelievable shooting team. Like, when they get hot, it's just like they don't miss. Right. It's an unbelievable balance team, too. It's balanced, but I think your point about how much farther ahead they are than the Cavaliers is relevant here because that's going to come into play as they start to get into the future here, right? Two, three years down the road. I mean, they're they're a dynasty now. I think that's arguable, right? I mean, they're a dynasty. I'd still take the Bulls. Right. We're not I'd gonna, take the we're Pistons. Not, we're not going to go there. I'd <laughs> take the Celtics, and I'd take the Lakers. I'd really? Take, yes, I would. Just because of the style of play. Well, yes. I mean, a absolutely. lot of people just don't like this three-point, you know, soft, sit, sit back there and shoot I'm, kind of play. I'm right? one of them. All right. I'm one of them. Let's put that aside. But I admire what you can't deny what they've done. That's right. And... and for at least one more year, I think they're going to be perfectly fine just as they are. But it's, you're going to get to a point where this is going to bend, right, if not break. And, and it's going to happen because of money, like it always does. But there's going to be a point now where Clay Thompson's not getting enough shots or Draymond Green's not getting enough publicity or, or something, right? Something's going to happen. It's all good when you're winning. Right? I mean, there was already some speculation that there were some locker room issues this year, which, you know, of course there are. I mean, these are all, you know, these are – four or five of the of the most richest the richest players right. in the league and you know the most successful you know success breeds ego it just it's just how it works with this um it's kind of like this podcast like you wait <laughs> that's right. two years down the road right. this Mike. is 33 when we get to 100 oof. you watch peck's head grow out of those headphones man <laughs> all right <laughs> um Right, but the, the the essence of team building with how this has to progress is going to become extremely intriguing. It's going to be something we're all going to be watching because they're going to have to make a, a major change. It's just it's inevitable. There's going to have to be something that falls here because you can't pay four to five guys the amount of money that it takes to keep their product you know pr- production on the court. Eventually, Clay Thompson is going to say, "Hey, I'm one of the best three point shooters in the history of the game." All right, and yeah, I can take twenty million a year, but I'm worth thirty five. Right, and Detroit would pay him thirty-five tomorrow. 
He's he's you know a bit one dimensional in that regard, but he's great at the one dimension he does. So can the Warriors justify paying whatever it takes to keep him, even though he is a a bit of a niche player? Uh, my answer is no. Okay. I mean, if you've read my article and, and and what we're about to discuss here, my answer is he's the piece that falls, and I think he falls falls sooner than later. I, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it discussed. I I don't know if it'll get discussed in the next month or so. But for me, Clay Thompson's on the trade block right now, uh, just based on the fact that he's got, he's got one more year before he he will, will walk. Essentially, I mean and that's right. what he wants. He wants to be able to walk and go and and get whatever he wants, um, because it makes no sense for him to sign a contract right now. None in terms of staying here on a team that might not be able to afford him down the road. And two, just the way that the salary cap is working right now, anybody who's extending themselves now is missing tons of money next summer. It's just sort of the way the structure is laying out. Um, so I, I don't expect him in a contract to be any kind of discussion in the next two months. But I, I do think a trade discussion should be had because this is a guy, look, at, he's not replaceable. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, he's he's arguably the best shooter on a team that has the best all-time shooter of, of all time, right? I mean, Steph, Steph Curry is maybe the best basketball shooter in the history of basketball. He's definitely think, the best right? in the Curry family. Okay, All right. right. That's a I fair mean, it surpasses Dad Dell. <laughs> right, but I think Clay might be better. I think Clay, at times, most of the time, is a better shooter than Steph Curry, just on an accurate standpoint. Um, so, how do you trade that guy? Right. Well, because because of what you said, because he's sort of one dimensional. Right. He's a hell of a defensive player too. Let's let's not let's let's get not get away from that. So he's got that going as well. But in terms of what he does on the court, shoots threes, plays plays strong defense, you should be able to replace that with two or three guys that add up to the amount of money Clay Thompson is worth. And that's back to the depth situation we've talked about with hockey and with football and the other sports. Basketball is going to have to get there, right? Because the salary cap is X and your superstars are making not much less than X, right? So, you, you know, and that's, that's the design. You want to be able to have teams that have a couple of stars, but not too many stars. And I think we're getting to a point now where Golden State has – too many stars in terms of how much they're actually worth. Would Clay Thompson be a star without Durant and Curry? I, I don't think. I don't Great think question. he cares. I don't think he. Cares. Well, I know he doesn't right? care. I, I, I'm I, saying, but if I'm a GM looking to sign him, I'm like, well, wait a second. You know, you're getting all those open looks because they're keen on. They're trying to pick. Do I key on Curry? Do I right. key on Durant? I don't want them to beat me. I'm going to let Clay Thompson try and beat me. I'm going to drop an old school football reference on you here because this is what pops into my head immediately. Alvin Harper. Remember Alvin sure, Harper? Right. Sure. Yes. Classic example sure. for people that follow football. He was the number two receiver to Michael Irvin. Yeah. Put up huge numbers. Decided he wanted to grab the money and the fame. Tennessee? A Tampa Bay at one point, too. Right. That's right. Um, and was never close to the same uh, player was because it, it had more to do with being on a team with Emmett and Michael than it ever did Alvin Harper. I'll give you, I'll give you a modern and one. And the opposite side of that was Reggie Wayne, by the way. Oh, yes. Of Marvin Harrison. Had to move. Had yes. To move. yes. Yeah. Uh, modernized one, Julius Thomas. There you go. Great one. Guy who got in the end zone every play in Denver with Peyton Manning, he he leaves and he's literally out of the league. Yeah. I mean, that's where that went. So, I mean, it's a great question. All um, right. So, we we haven't even, we'll get into Durant more in a moment. But while we're on the topic of Clay Thompson, I think it relates very interestingly to Draymond Green, a, a guy who does a lot of things really well. Maybe, arguably, none of them great, but a lot of things really well. Very much a heart and soul guy. Those are the guys the team 
teams have a hard time figuring out what they're worth. And it seems to me, ultimately, when you have decisions to make about all these other guys, it's sometimes the guys that do a lot of things really well and nothing great that wind up being the ones that get pushed out. I think Draymond Green's worth more to the Warriors than Clay Thompson has. Yeah, so so this is a because he does this is a situation where I actually don't look at the money right with Draymond Green because of everything you just said. It's impossible to value that guy, but he's also irreplaceable. You don't. They, Good I mean, point. that was an absolute. St- this entire team is our, our draft steals, and that's a discussion we'll have here. But but Draymond Green is is a total outlier. I, I mean, you, you you hear heart, you know, big heart, you know, big motor, all, all those terms you hear around draft time. But you hear it all the time with you know just guys that. We have no idea what their end game is. Draymond Green was a good player on a gr- in a great school. I mean, Michigan State. I mean, I mean, he was a he was a featured player in, in the March in the March Madness tournament. So we all knew him, and we all sort of assumed he had a ceiling in terms of his production, right? But Golden State said we don't want any. Of that. We don't even need that. We don't, we don't need production out of him. We need everything else, and that's why he stays for me. That's why Clay Thompson is the, on the trade block, and a guy like him can't be because he's because the ability to replace them, yeah, right? He, as you've said, he does everything. That the other guys won't do, yeah, and that—that's why you can't—you can't lose him. I'll use a, I'll, you know, another green um, a while ago. AC Green, right? <laughs> Great example from the Lakers. But remember, yes. he went to the Suns and he you know, did it for Charles Barkley. Yeah, right. I mean, right. So just willing to do all the dirty work there. I, could get up and down the floor, run the break. Uh, was every now and then he'd chip in offensively. But, you know, did all the things. In, yeah. Those are the invaluable players, the I players love, that are willing to do it. I love the – I'm not sure that – you have to tell me whether you guys think it's on base or not, but I love some of the comparisons of Draymond Green to Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You know, I think Draymond Green's a way better and more right. versatile player, but the abil- what he does and the ability for Dennis Rodman to do it almost everywhere was what made his career so amazing. Wouldn't you have loved to have seen Dennis Rodman match up against LeBron? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying, well, uh, yes. you're talking about the. Un- I mean, Dennis Rodman played unbelievable defense. It, it, it he was so fun to watch, just because everything looked wrong. Yes, and it worked out right. I mean, watching him shoot a layup was painful. I mean, yes, just, he had absolutely no form. But yeah, he was one of those players. Same thing. You you, you kind of knew what you were getting, and you loved it. You needed it. And now he's you trying to, it to and, win. And now he's, uh, you know, helping forge uh, yeah, peace in the world. That's right, of course. But yeah. but those crying the, on that's CNN. A, that's yeah, the, that's a that's the likely translation. Those for his are the career. guys that are keys to championships, right? Yes, you know, yes, you you, you yes. need shooters, you need rebounders, you need scores, but you need a guy who does everything else well. Hey, today we need you to play defense. Today we need you to rebound. Today, Draymond, we need you to pop a couple shots in. I mean, that's what those guys are so invaluable. I. I worry, though, that as this sort of progresses, right, there's about an 18-month span here where this all has to get figured out before, you know, the train falls off the track in terms of the cap and the money for all this. Um, I just worry. We, I don't know him personally, but it sure seems like he can get heady, dream on green, right? So does ego actually come, come become an issue here to where he talks himself off this team? Is he tired you know? of being does a he, complimentary yeah, piece? I mean, does he, I mean, he knows he's more than, you know, just a piece. He, he knows he's the glue here. He he gets it. I mean, he, he's he's put in the, the time and the effort, and, and he understands his role. But he, you know, at, at some point, that role is going to be worth something. You know, well, he wants and, to get paid. He's won championships right. now. I think the, the the point maybe you're getting at here, yeah. especially with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, because Curry's being paid, Durant's is being paid, and will be paid. Yep. Both those guys are still going to be paid. Yep. Thompson and Green. Are, they've won championships, so they don't need to take one for the team anymore is probably what they're thinking, and their agents probably tell them, like, look, you've won titles. You've cemented that part of it. Now it's time to get paid. 
I, I just think it'll be extremely interesting to see what the how the Warriors sort of rank this, right? Because you know it, it, it'll probably be easier to deal with Clay Thompson, right? Because you can say, well, we're getting threes out of this guy, right? Right. So there's a little bit of a devaluation in terms of his role on the team, not defensively. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. that's an, another elephant in the room, but. But it'll be a little easier to, to deal with Clay Thompson. Yes, they're both going to want max money. They're both going to walk in the room and say, I'm worth this because of this, and I want right. this, and all this. Of course. But I, I think the two of them coming down the same track in terms of their financial needs will be extremely interesting because Golden State's going to have to pick. And when they, the person they don't pick, that next stop is going to be extremely interesting, right? If Draymond Green's in Boston, <laughs> right? Wherever he ends up, if I think if he he's translates the guy to like fall. Rodman, I I really do. because well, all the guys you talked about have had to move. Yeah, right. they've had to go. The team eventually said ah, we can't do it anymore. Can't probably you anymore. Because, yeah, the price breaks it right. So look at right now. I'm saying Clay's the guy to go. That's that might not be what they're thinking. So that's something to watch over the next 12 to 18 months. Here, you mentioned Durant. Let's talk Durant because uh, he's sort of the first element of all of this. He's, he he's has already, the ability to opt out this year? He already did. Okay. He did but it like a month ago. he's indicated that he's not <laughs> right. planning on leaving, right? He, he's going to be Does back. that change at all? He's going to be back. Uh, no, I, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's a lot that has to happen in this offseason, and, and it's possible that something sways him differently. But uh, for purposes of right now, let's just say he's coming back. But how he comes back is extremely important to everything else we've already talked about. And that's sort of where this article and and, and this episode today sort of derived from, right? So Durant did a one-year plus a player option the last time around. He took a pay cut. He twenty-five million. A guy like that should be worth, you know, making forty, forty-five right now. So he's limited in what he can make. But I'm more concerned about how long he signs for because it's possible he comes back and does another one-year deal, and then we're doing this all over again next summer. But it's also possible he comes back and does a two-year deal with a player option. And if he does that. Then he aligns himself with Draymond Green, right? So if he does the one-year deal, he's aligning himself with Trey, with Clay Thompson. If he does a two-year deal, he's aligning himself with Draymond Green. That's very important in how all of this sort of progresses in terms of how the Warriors are staying together, because he's going to be persuaded by Bob Myers and the and that those executives to do one or the other based on their plans. So we're gonna know we're gonna know one way or another based on what I've written here in terms of Durant's situation. And, and it's really not about money. I mean, I mean, I don't expect him to take any kind of pay cut this time around, right? He's going to, he, if he does a one-year deal, he can make 30. If he does a two-year deal, he can make 35 next year. So, you know, I expect, that's why I expect a two-year deal. But if Clay Thompson's in their future, it's definitely going to be a two-year deal because they're going to want to sign Clay Thompson next year, right? They're going to, he's going to be the guy who's up next year. Um, and they're not going to do it this year because he won't sign this year. <laughs> he's he, he'll, signing this year loses him like eighty million dollars. So he's going to wait till next summer, and they're not going to want to have to sign Durant and Clay Thompson with Draymond Green on an expiring contract next summer. So it, it, it's kind of becoming a, a, a spider web in terms of how this all has to get worked out. Um, my guess is Bob Myers already knows exactly what he's going to do, and he's already talked to Kevin Durant's agent and Kevin Durant personally and said, "This is what we need you to do." Because obviously we don't want you to go anywhere. Um, so my guess is there's a plan in place. But my point in, in sort of writing this piece is everything's going to have an effect, right? So based on how Durant's you know, contract comes out in the next month, we're going to sort of know. And if, if it's a one-year deal, if it's a one-year plus a player option, that's, that's to me looking like Clay Thompson's got either one year and he's out of here. Or he's on the trade block right now, and July 1st might be very, very interesting. Now, don't you think the Warriors will be pushing for a two-year deal for Durant 
at least because they have a new arena opening up in 2019-2020 season. I don't and a, and I, a huge cash influx that's going to come with that. Too. Well, well, we'll talk cash in a second here. But I, t- to me, I don't know about you guys. It just seems like Durant's going nowhere forever. Yeah, why Why would he? Right? I right? mean, he, he, him and unless Curry are here. Unless he wants to be the man somewhere else. I, I mean, mean, that's always the argument here, isn't but, it? But isn't he already the man? I mean, Steph Curry, well, Steph Curry doesn't play with too much of an ego. No. No, you know? no you're and, right. And that's not going to improve because he, he, he doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to play defense. You know, he, he, he's right. gonna, that was pretty he's, clear in the he's, finals. He's yeah. only going to get older and yes. he's, he's going to become very one-dimensional. Uh, and Durant's just going to be the everything guy. I mean, he's going to be LeBron eventually, you know, where he's going to have to take over games and things like that. But uh, I just think, and to, to, to sort of, Kevin, to your point, uh, if it's just Steph Curry and Durant and a couple of other guys, isn't that enough? They're still, yeah, they're still I mean, aren't they still a three, a three seed? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Um, look, they've done a lot of things right. And I just think they're, to, keep, to, to, to imagine they're going to keep these four to five guys together for even two more years is silly. And there's a big reason for that, and it's called the luxury tax. All right? And without getting into too many specifics and too much math because, you know, we all kind of sort of trail off, they've already paid an unbelievable amount of tax in terms of how that works. So there's a, there's a tax cap. If you go over, you pay fines based on how far you go over. If you go over multiple years in a row, it's like a duplicate fine, right? They, they, they duplicate. They double everything. Uh, that's going to happen. They, they were over this year. They're already going to be over next year no matter what they do. Even if they trade Clay Thompson, they're going to be over. Um, so they're in tax hell, essentially, and it's going to cost them. No, they're New York State. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, even worse. California. Uh, California is worse, <laughs> which is hard to believe there's a worse state than New York, Good point. but it's California. But, but you mentioned the yeah. new stadium. There's TV deals and all that that's going on. They're, they are they're bleeding cash. They're, they're, they're making as much as possible. They're selling out season tickets to Silicon Valley you know, yeah. customers, and, and, and you know they're doing everything they need to do. They're winning. But uh, they're going to pay over $100 million in luxury tax fines this year. Wow. Which is huh. obviously never never happened before. But it's just based on the salaries that exist. And I don't think, and after winning another championship, I don't think anybody there right. re- regrets it for a second. That's so, a couple less diamonds on the ring. So, just saying. So, yeah, possibly, unless the players pay for it. Yeah. Um, so, right. So, we're, this would be the second year of, of, tax break, uh, of tax fines. They're looking at a third, right? I mean, the 2019-20 season isn't looking any better which brings Draymond Green into the conversation, right? If they've got to get themselves under that tax level, but depending on how, they, how high the cap goes, which people are saying about 120 is probably a max, um, that's where it's going to get real fun. Because if they, need to, if they need to get back under the tax limit and be able to salvage some of this cash, which any business owner would want to do eventually, you know, you can bleed it for a little bit here, but you know, eventually it's going to have to stop. Uh, then we may get to a situation where we've just mentioned here where Durant and Steph are going to have to be enough and everybody ha- else is going to have to be you know, draft picks and veteran minimums and things like that. And uh, we'll just kind of see what we can do with that. But yeah, I give this a two-year, a two-year plan maximum. Like I said, Clay Thompson might be out the door in the next month by July, you know, July 1st. But it, it is not about you know, not wanting these guys to stay together. It's just that, that luxury tax, it's a, it's a massive, massive fine, and they've already paid a ton, and they're going to pay a ton more this year. So, All right, let's move to the player they beat uh, on the team. And, uh, you know, I want to be fair, they beat the Cavaliers, but um, LeBron James is the guy everybody's wondering. How do you not talk about this, right? June 29th, and he has not indicated what no. he's going to do either way whether or not he's going to opt in to stay with the Cavaliers, 
whether or not he is going to explore the free agent market. There's also the opt-in and be traded yeah. option for the Cleveland which Cavaliers. Which I'm, I'm hearing more and more of, which is good. I, I like this. Uh, look, here's where I stand, and we'll kind of spin it around the room here. Just to start with, this player option, this $35.6 million player option, it's the second highest salary in the league for 2018. So it's not like it's chump change. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, it's where he belongs. So there's no re- – if he says, I'm just going to opt in and see what happens next year, I, I think no no one would scoff at that. I think that's exactly that's, – that's maybe the favorite option right now, I think. Right? Because then they'd have all, all year to trade him. Right. You know? Yes. If, if they needed to do that. Right, Let, let's let's make this work for everybody, but best for me because he's going to dictate it. Correct, obviously, you know. But so you're why not saying make, he why, had, he'll have some a level of loyalty to, to at least allow the Cavaliers, I, if he decides he doesn't want to stay there, to at least so, rescue themselves from some in some way. I, I'm going to guess he he wouldn't be thinking in that way. That seems pretty generous. I, I just think he would give himself time to let them and him work out the best trade for him. Right. This is exactly where I want to go. I want to make sure these guys are there with me. You're not getting those guys off that team. You know what I mean? Right. So it's all got to sort of work for him. But to that point, you know, my next point here is there's there's really no perfect situation right now. If you look, I mean, everybody's talking the, the Lakers. You know, there's 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 other teams which I've heard recently, but none of these teams make perfect sense for LeBron James. You know, and certainly Cleveland doesn't. But Cleveland's where he's got a thirty six million dollars salary next year. So to me, that's where it should be leaning. But your thoughts on LeBron this summer? Well, <laughs> if LeBron, I, I, I want to give LeBron credit sure. for something because he gave his teammates credit. He did what a leader does and said, "Look, it is not me. This is this is uh, my team, right?" Um, but LeBron, and by the way, people say, "Oh, he's three and eight in finals." Yeah, Get out of here! Are you kidding three. me? You're not yeah. even paying attention. Like right. you're throwing that stuff out there. Uh, I I became a fan of LeBron this year. Uh, just admired what he, you know, I knew he was great, but really admired what he did. He played every single game. That's incredible, actually. He played every single game. I, man, I just have a tough time seeing him leaving Cleveland, yeah. right? He is Cleveland. And I think he wants to, I, I think he's determined to win again in Cleveland. I don't think he's satisfied having just one win in Cleveland. So, what I think LeBron's going to do is try to recruit. Recruit guys to come play with him in Cleveland, because he's not gonna he's not gonna go. I know he's got you know the Cal. You know, I, maybe he can go to the Clippers, but I don't know. I just think you look at everything that LeBron did. He he already left and won. Yeah. He did it. Like for, so, if we're talking about with the Warriors and those players, hey, they won their titles. Now they want to go get paid. Well, LeBron's done both in both places. So does he really have the desire to go? Uh, do it somewhere else. I, maybe he does. I think he wants to make it work in Cleveland. You know, he, he is the, the coach, the general manager. Everything in Cleveland is he he is right. I mean, I think there, there may be people in those positions, but it's LeBron. Everything, every decision will go through him. Everything is done through him um, in his hometown, in a place that that he has this level of comfort. So on on one hand, I think that's important. To that, that it may not he may not have that ability in other places that he goes to. But here's here's where I think there's a chance he could leave. I think or I wonder if 
the next move is to set up the rest of his life. Um, you know, even though he's incredibly successful as a businessman and all that kinds of stuff, I wonder if LeBron's next move is, okay, I either want to get into the movies, I want to get into venture capital, I want to make life... But not He's already he, doing that. I know he is, but okay. it's not that it can't be done in Cleveland, but it, it, it can be done a lot more and easier in a place like L.A., and I wonder if that's what the decision may be for LeBron, as much about all of those things and the rest of his life as it is for the next three years of basketball. He's already into venture capital, so he's to, he can do that from anywhere. He can get on the jet wherever he needs to go. I mean, it's not – see, I no, I, I, I think if you look at LeBron, what he's done to bolster Cleveland businesses – Going back to Cleveland, he didn't have to go back to Cleveland. He obviously felt like he he did he wronged them, so he went back. And he can look at it and say, "Well, we haven't won," but or he can say, "Let's try to fix this and get it right." And I just, to me, it just seems uh, more inclined to do that. Uh, and hey, Kawhi Leonard, right? Okay. There's a guy. Can he well, get Kawhi Leonard to come so let me, to Cleveland? Let me jump. Let me jump in here. Actually, so. I've I've heard both of these kind of statements get thrown out around you know the the, the national media a little bit here. Um, do you think he likes being coach, GM, manager, captain, o- only person who scores a point? Do you think Do you think that's right? I think he likes the control yeah, over it. Sure, maybe he doesn't like having to deal with all of that because because but are... I think he I think that's the ego of the NBA superstar that. You know, this is what I want. Go d- it, and it's and I think Kevin, you'll say that at all levels of professional sports, the stars on the team like to be heard, like to go into the GM's office and says, "I want you to get that guy." You know, I think LeBron loves that part of it. Now, maybe he doesn't want to have to deal with all the other things that that go along with it, but I think he likes that part. I think he's 34. He played every minute of of the entire season. He put way more. You know, <laughs> you know. He put way more out there than he should have needed to in a playoff run based on, you know, the talent that wasn't around him. I think that's got to be miserable for him. Having not, oh, he hates having losing. Not won, sure. Right? Yes. Um, and there is a situation here. There's a situation out there where he can be downplayed a little bit, where he can give some of that control away because there is a coach who has, if not as much, more command than LeBron James on the court. There is one. And it's Greg Popovich. Popovich. Yes, I thought that's where you were going. He's been an Olympic coach with him. He has spoken with him at events. He has been a bit of a mentor, right, to LeBron James over these past 15 years. And LeBron James could take a step back on that team. And just be coached. And just be a superstar. And he wouldn't even have to be the best player on the court with Kawhi Leonard, right? I mean, that's a a Kyrie Irvin-type situation, maybe because he's also a little crazy, but um, but that's a situation where those are two immediate superstars with different roles, right? I mean, yeah, they'd have to share the ball coming up the court a little bit, but then you've got a big figure in Greg Popovich on top it's of it. very that. interesting. That is, that's sort of the Belichick effect, right? Yes. Where these veterans sort of say, I'm done, right? I'm done putting in X hours to get to the conference championships. I, I want to I get this thing through the gate, right? And to me, that is the one team. They've got cap space. They've got a big man in Lamarcus Aldridge. They've got, they've got the sort of pieces in place. Nobody's crazy overpaid. Leonard could do a supermax extension here, and we'll know a lot more about this situation if and when he does that, or if he's traded, as you just mentioned. Is his relationship options. with them damaged we, we over know. the injury? We don't know. I, it sounds like that there's been communication now. 
it sounds like there's been some talk and look at Popovich is an ego. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get his way one way or another. And if Kawhi Leonard, you know, isn't coming forward with the right answers, he's going to be gone. La- so, last and point, then this is a moot conversation. Yeah. Last point on what you said, Kevin. Do, do we think that getting guys to go to Cleveland is a challenge for LeBron, or do they not care where it is? You know, I mean, is it going to be easier to get some of the other stars that LeBron might want to have with him to go to L.A. or some of the other places other than Cleveland? Have you been to San Antonio? <laughs> yeah, I have been. <laughs> Wait, I know. I, I, that's why I'm, I'm asking. Cle- like, you know, it's Cleveland's a, a, nice a great place. city. Let's they, not. They like- both have great people. What I'm saying is, like, San Antonio, it's a large, large city, but it's not exactly a metropolis. Cosmopolitan. No. Well, no, they have, they have the downtown Riverwalk area. It's a lot like but- Cleveland. Yeah, it is, but that's that's my point. It's <laughs> okay. a lot like Cleveland, so that I'm may just appeal, wondering about that. That may appeal to him, but the the other point of that is like they got guys that go to San Antonio. Well, so let me the city, the city to me doesn't matter. Let, okay. me chi- let me chime in too, because Cleveland has the worst cap situation of any team in the league right now. So there's no signing people. I mean, you've got to, it's going to have to be extremely creative to make that team better. You've, everybody who we saw, you know, underperform in these finals is under contract next year. Everybody, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, everybody. So unless you're going to buy people out or find an unbelievable trade partner for these guys, you're not bringing in Chris Paul or Paul George, anybody. The Lakers can do it. The Lakers can do it because they traded with the Cleveland Cavaliers this past, this past season. They, they opened up roster spots and cap and things like that to be able to bring in superstars. And if LeBron doesn't go there, they're in deep trouble because I don't know who's going there. It sounds like Paul George might not be anymore. It sounds like he's getting fonder and fonder of Oklahoma City and well, Russell Westbrook. if LeBron goes, others will go, that, right? Th- this is the summer of LeBron, right? I mean, the head, that, there's your headline. It, it, he, he will make every other domino fall, but if he doesn't leave, or even if he goes to San Antonio, which, you know, I'm not sure he'd need to bring too many people with him there, you know, maybe one or two. Right. If, if he's just looking at it, let's go to Paul's, uh, sure. go back to Paul's point here. If he's trying to set up the rest, if it's the brand, if the brand LeBron, sure. he goes to LA, right? I, I think so. Yes, the entertainment industry, uh, the the money that's out there, just, the California innovation, whatever you want to tell no, me, I mean, is part of it. it it's the, the whole brand uh, wow. with Nike and everything. It kicks off a new color scheme, all that stuff. Business wise, I'm sure his business uh, consultants and agents are saying, "Go to LA." Lon- I'm sure they're Lonzo telling. Ball. You're you're literally right, in you're literally in the shadow of Magic Johnson. He's your own. I I right? know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I mean, I, I but that might it. be appealing. Yes, I right? don't see it. Much like Popovich, it might be appealing to not have to be the guy with the spotlight a hundred percent on him all the time. No, it, no, don't kid yourself. It'll be on him big time in Los Yeah, Angeles. but I mean, when Come you have on. a Magic Johnson around there, he's sharing nah, a little nah, bit of that. Nah, I'm sorry, Magic. It, it this will be. We're talking about LeBron James. No, I, no, I'm I, I'm not I'm not but, disagreeing with. That. I'm saying when but, Magic is there, there's going to be some. He's going to steal a little of. But that. what is Magic Johnson besides a basketball legend? He's an entrepreneur. That's correct, right? And he owns a home there. His kid just signed up for academy out there. I yeah. mean, there's a lot. There's a lot pointing him to L.A. But I don't think basketball, except should for basketball. be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, we've talked about this before. The, the Clippers would be the team to go to. Much more. They've of a cleared blank the decks too. There, right? They're yes. empty. He could bring whoever we wanted there. But right. Boy, the more I read and the more I hear and the more I sort of think in terms of the finances, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess everybody's gonna go back home. I think Chris Paul is going to stay in Houston. I think Paul George is going to stay in Oklahoma City. I think LeBron is leaning towards Cleveland. You're no I, fun. Yeah. Isn't that no boring fun. as hell? Yeah, <laughs> it's boring. We'll see. Oh, yeah. It'll be, still be a lot of money. So visit Spot Trek. Um, <laughs> Ky- Kyrie Irving, by the way, Oof. 
Right. Speaking of talking. Right. <laughs> so, so could he, they move him back to Cleveland? He sort of got pulled out of context there because he's sort of saying the same thing I said about Clay Thompson. Right. He'd be dumb to sign right now is all he's saying. He's, he's not saying he's never going to sign an extension in Boston. And we don't even know his role in Boston right now. So um, certainly he needs a year to sort of see where that, act, you know, all sort of comes together. Um, look at it, if it doesn't work, he's going to be gone. I mean, he's, they're going to find a trade partner for him. So that'll be a short leash. But him, him saying I'm not going to sign there is just I'm not going to do it this year because next year is going to be way better in terms of the money. That's all yeah. he's saying. But there's going to be a ton of movement. Um, this is a really exciting league. The money's ridiculous. We're going to see $15 million a year soon. The trades are going to be outrageous in July and even better at the deadline just because of these superstars sort of expiring. Um, there's names we didn't even mention, really. But, th- yeah, you know, what's going to happen in Philly? Right. You know, they're going to need a veteran. Um How's that all going to sort of play out? There's even talk of LeBron to Boston because Boston right. can make it work. Boston can actually make that work. Think he wants to play with Kyrie? No, again? no. Way. Well, he wouldn't. That that, yeah. that to me that would be that would be one goes the other. But um, I just can't see that. Right? No. I can't see going None. from Cleveland to Boston. That no. just doesn't make any sense in terms of basketball. But we've we've said a lot about the West here, and we've also talked about how easy this East is. Yeah. Right. You made that point, I think, last and week, where to, you don't want to go to the West because you because no. there's too many good teams out there. Yeah, I mean, Houston and Golden State are going to dominate for two more years here. So, it, to me, it all, it all sort of votes itself back to Cleveland. How about Milwaukee to team up with the Greek Freak? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> play, with the, play with the Freak. Talk about, talk cool about destroying your brand. Right? Yes. <laughs> how cool <laughs> would that be? That would be, that would be cool. All right. Final thing. The app. It's up. The app is out. Check out the app. Yeah, we've had great feedback, a um, couple of comments and things we needed to kind of clean up, and we've done so with that, and we're happy to you know, take any suggestions you have. Uh, the Android app is being developed, so we'll have, you know, your Google users will have one soon, very soon, hopefully. Um, but, you know, on the app, on the website, on the mobile site, big basketball uh, time of year. So we're, we're going to be following the NBA draft. There's, these uh, player options are going to be due June 29th. We'll be tracking those. Um, all the cap and luxury tax information, we're going to keep up to date as much as possible. We are tracking the MLB baseball draft information. Um, they just had, you know, some 600 players get drafted. So as those signing bonuses come in, we are logging those as well on the site. So it's a fun time of year and the, you know, NFL roster cuts are right around the corner. So keep on it. All right. Mike Gennetti, founder of SpotTrack.com. Paul Peck, Kevin Sylvester. You can find our work at BuffaloSportsPage.com. Thanks for listening for the SpotTrack.com podcast.